I'm not going to tell people give up social media or email or your phones. I'm just saying, take a rest, pick a day and just say, look, I'm not going to do anything. Spend more time with your family and friends, go to a museum, go to a library, read a book. There's other things you can do. Their life should not revolve around your technology. Welcome to the plant-based DFW podcast weekly show with Dr. Riz and Maya. A show broadcasted from the Dallas-Fort Worth area that focuses on lifestyle medicine. This is the use of evidence-based lifestyle therapeutic approaches, such as a whole food plant-based diet, regular physical exercise, adequate sleep, and stress management to treat, prevent, and oftentimes reverse lifestyle-related chronic diseases that are all too prevalent. Every week, they feature a guest who speaks on one of these lifestyle medicine pillars. This show is for you, the person who is seeking to improve your overall wellness and quality of life. So whether you are driving, walking, or relaxing at home, we hope this show will provide you one more tool for your wellness toolbox. Let's meet today's podcast guest. Welcome to the Plant-Based DFW Podcast. I am Maya Acosta, and this is episode 144. In this episode, I share a highlight from an interview that I conducted just before the pandemic started in early 2020. Mark Strachewski is also known as Mr. Productivity. Most people schedule their appointments on their calendars without bothering to look at that white space in between appointments, which can then become wasted time. Mark talks to us about intentionality. What do you want to accomplish tomorrow and what do you need to do to accomplish those goals? People often start off the year with resolutions, which are typically not realistic and are tied to New Year's Day. Mark's obsession is to help you become a more productive version of yourself. This here from Mark. Thank you for getting my last name correct. And thank <laughs> you for calling me Ski. Um, it's a pleasure to be on your show. I live here in Houston, Texas, and I'm astounded by the number of people who think SKI is pronounced Sky. Uh, I think our schooling system is failing our kids if that's how you spell uh, sky is S-K-Y, ski is S-K-I. We'll just get that all. Forgive the, give the, uh, the listener value right off the top. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. And, you know, one of the things that you talk about in terms of productivity or lack of it are uh, five, ma- five main distractions <laughs> or types of distractions. Yes. Um, would you say that your uh, camera there, your... Uh, what is it called? Your ring camera is a yeah, slight ring distraction. Doorbell. Yeah. Is that oh, a, a slight distraction today? <laughs> well, because, you know, what I do, I, I, on my podcast, I've released 487 episodes. I've been on, I like 40 or 50 episodes. So I can like keep a glance on the ring doorbell video camera and still give my full attention to you. Uh, I get real excited. The FedEx truck pulls up and I see it on the camera, but other than that, it's not that much of a distraction really. Right. Okay. Well, you know, there are several reasons why I wanted to speak with you. Um, I definitely want to touch on what eating vegetarian foods, or we'll talk about what that means to you, but how that actually gave you maybe more clarity and helped you be more productive. But I like what your program is all about. I've been listening to your podcast. Some of your episodes really touch on things that are key to us, um, uh, plant-based DFW, uh, our podcast and also our organization. So I was hoping that we can touch on some of those things. And then finally, what your coaching programs look like and, and also your podcast, again, because of um, someone that you recently interviewed. So let's talk about, um, well, let's start off. How do you address being more productive? Well, I think it comes down to one word, intentionality. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, if, if you are not intentional, you will not be productive. You cannot say, well, it'd be nice if I could be productive. No, you have to say, I am going to tell my time where to go instead of wondering where it went. I'm going to take the time to plan my time. I'm going to be proactive, whether it's turning off notifications on your your smartphone or scheduling or whatever the case may be. It all comes down to intentionality. A lot of people say, well, I'd like to. No, 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 I would Mm -hmm. like to. You will. We need to get people moving. We need to get people taking action. So many people are saying, well, one of these days, no, that today, that day is today. Right. So then you sit down to plan how you're going to plan your time. So you make the time for your future time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you, what, use, 
Oh, go ahead, please. So what I what I do is, you know, we already have things scheduled like this on my schedule was put there a couple weeks ago. And so when I sat down last night to look at today, well, this is already here and there's a couple other appointments that are already scheduled. And what I have to do is say, okay, what am I going to work tomorrow? Okay, I'm going to work from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. I already have four hours accounted. Okay, so what's going to go in the other five hours? See, a lot of people only put the air quotes here, real appointments, podcast interviews, coaching clients and whatnot. And then they have all this white space. And if you don't put something in that white space, then you endlessly scroll on social media or you go binge watch Netflix. So you, you've oh. got to sit there and go, okay, I've got an hour here, but I got a client goes from noon to one, or I take lunch from one to noon to one. I have a client from one to two. What am I going to do from, you know, the, I say that right? No. Let's say you take lunch from 11 to 12 to 1. I'm doing this off the top of my head. And you had a client from 2 to 3. What are you going to do from 1 to 2? Mm-hmm. Well, you don't put something on your calendar, reading, taking a run, walking the dog, you know, spending time on social media, giving value, not endlessly scrolling, then you're probably going to waste an hour. And mm-hmm. so I tell people, plan your time on purpose. Don't wait for the time to like, no, nothing magical is going to happen if you just sit there and wait. Okay. Mm-hmm. As is the parent with me waiting for FedEx, watching my ring doorbell video camera, they're still not here. So that is an <laughs> utter waste of my time. And if it wasn't such a high dollar value, I wouldn't care. But right. it is. So, but yeah, we need to tell our time where to go instead of wondering where it went. Okay. And then, so what do you say to people that um, start off the year with resolutions? So it's a new year, it's 2020. And for a lot of our listeners, uh, the main thing is health at uh you know, relationships, exercising, and incorporating healthier foods. Uh, how do you guide people towards change, toward creating something new and being more productive? I do not like resolutions. Mm-hmm. Resolutions don't last very long. You need mm-hmm. to have goals, okay? Mm-hmm. You need to have a goal of what you're going to accomplish in January, in the first quarter of 2020, in the first six months of 2020, and in the entire year. Have a goal. What do you want to accomplish? And the thing is, it's, it's your goal. It's your year. So figure out what you want to accomplish. Because mm-hmm. I think if you have New Year's resolution, we all know the joke. Everybody says, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to hit the gym. And then, you know, the first or second week of January, they're packed. Mm-hmm. And then if you could wait until the first week of February, no one goes anymore. I think mm-hmm. Valentine's Day is the day that uh, historically most people give up on the resolution. So I think you should have a goal, whatever that is for you. If you want right. to go vegetarian, if you want to work out more, if you, it doesn't matter. You need to come up with some goals. I don't like resolutions because resolutions are tied to New Year's Day. And that's just a date in the calendar. I tell people, I tell clients of mine, they was like, well, you know, it's June 14th. I'm like, I, okay, I'll start doing this in January. No, 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 we're gonna start doing it now. Okay, we're not gonna wait till January 1st. We're gonna start doing it now. Too many people are, are using that January 1st, that New Year's resolution as a crutch. If you wanna start something, start today. Right. And this idea also of resolutions is almost like a wish list without yes. any plan in, in place. No real strategy towards accomplishing, like you said, goals instead of, uh, resolutions. I, I don't, I can't tell you the last time I had a list of resolutions, but I, I continuously always have goals of things that I want to accomplish. And that makes, uh, it makes me, I don't know if I'm more productive because I'm all over the place. So someone, <laughs> someone like myself who has, I, what I feel like are multiple jobs. So I'm a podcaster, but I'm also an event planner and I'm also kind of a researcher. So I'm always researching health topics. I'm all over the place. How can someone like myself just stay productive and focus? Is it the sitting down and with a plan, uh, uh, a purpose in mind, like you said? Yes. Let's go back to the word I used at the beginning of the show, intentionality. What do you want to accomplish tomorrow? So you sit Mm -hmm. down with your plan and I would recommend you use a paper planner. Don't use your iPhone. You can convert it to your iPhone calendar, but sit down with your planner and see the whole day spread out So you fill in what's already scheduled, like if you have a podcast interview or something scheduled, you're like, okay, I have all this white space. What's going to go there? And really be intentional about what goes there. So like I found out several years ago that high performers like Brendan Burchard, Mark Cuban, Bill Gates, Tony Robbins, they read a lot. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people who are struggling struggling to make ends meet don't read. I'm like, isn't that interesting? These people who are so busy make reading a priority. 
So I decided to make reading a priority. So I read 30 to 60 minutes a day because successful people do. I want to be successful. I want to be wealthy. I want to be the next Mark Cuban. And so I'm going to emulate what they do. You don't have to reinvent the wheels, Tony Robbins says. It, success leaves clues. So that's what I do. So you need to look at that and figure, okay, I'm going to do research for an hour and a half. Okay, well, I got to take a break here. And okay, I also need to walk the dog. And you put all this stuff in your schedule. That way, you are not lost. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Yes. And you know, you have the voice of a motivational speaker. <laughs> I know <laughs> that you. Yeah, I know you also do speaking engagements. Um, let's talk about that. Uh, which types of organizations call on you to give um, to speak to their their groups, and also what sort of feedback do you receive? Well, I'll answer the second question first. Uh, I had the opportunity to speak in an event. I won't say the event because you'll find out in a minute. Uh, I was the last speaker. I was a closing keynote speaker at uh -huh. this conference, and the. The, the speaker right before me was, I think he was alive, but he was like no personality. He was reading from the slides. He had no energy whatsoever. And I can see people starting to get their things together and, and you know, get ready to leave because I was the last speaker. And like, well, you know, I guess we can cut out early and beat the traffic. Well, I'm <laughs> a ball of energy. When I got up on stage, I, I, I get up on stage. And this is me, by the way, folks. Uh -huh. This is me. Okay. I am this annoyingly high energy everywhere. and. And so I got up and I said, look, I want to tell you three things about me. Number one, I tend to interrupt myself. Number two, I will trip over my own words. And number three, I will use the wrong word. Okay. I tell you that because I have so much information I want to, I want to share with you. I'm so passionate. And I would just, when in my presentation, I don't use slides. I don't like overly prepare. I just, I'm in the moment. And everyone stayed, every single person stayed at the end. And they all said, oh my gosh, you're a ball of energy. Can I just take you everywhere I want to go? And this is how I am because I love what I do. And I really feel sad for people who don't like what they do. I really am like, oh man, I don't like my job. I'm like, um, I don't see a gun to your head. Why are you doing it? You know, so go out and do what you want to do. Now, the answer to the first question who do I go speak with? Well, people who, who want to be motivated, who want to get be more uh, performing at an optimum level, they will reach out to me. And, and so I, I just love speaking because, uh, like I said, I don't use visual aids. I just love what I do, and people can sense that. As yes. long as you can keep up with me. I talk real fast. So they will not listen to this on any, any speed but 1x because they will not – that would sound like a chipmunk. Right. So how did you even get on this track of becoming a speaker, a podcaster, and really being a voice for productivity? I was fired in July 2005, and I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I decided I would be, oh, what's that? Entre, entre, oh, entrepreneur. That's what it is. I didn't know what it was, but I'd become an entrepreneur. And I, you know, of course, I stumbled and bumbled and tried different things, and they didn't work out. And then... um I was going to, well, first I went into wedding and portrait photography and I wasn't good at it, didn't want to do it, just wanted the cool gear. I'll just be honest with you. But one of the things that came out of it was my love for speaking. And the first time I spoke, my wife told me I should be a speaker, not a photographer because I have the, the energy and the passion. And, and so I didn't know how to be a, be a professional speaker. I'm like, I don't know. So I, I happened to know someone who went to my church who was a speaker and I'm like, how do I become a speaker? I don't know the first thing. So she guided me. And, and then, so I tried a couple different topics, which didn't land. And then I was on the phone call with one of my um, coaches and he said, uh, what's going on? You sound kind of down. I'm like, well, I, I want to be a speaker, but I don't know what to talk about. And he goes, why don't you talk about productivity? And I'm like, I don't know where that came from, but why would you say that? And he goes, well, because you're naturally productive. I know a lot of people and you are naturally productive. You should share that gift with the world. And the rest, as they say, is history. So that's why I'm Mr. Productivity. And I absolutely love doing what I do on any day that ends in Y. Right. <laughs> well, that's a lot of fun. I, I really like what you're about. So are you saying that this, this skill, um, the way that you speak, you naturally developed it? Because the topics you can choose, you know, you're a productive person anyway, but in terms of the, the high energy part, have you always been that way? Um, <laughs> it's funny you ask that because I was the guy who did not want to give oral reports in high school or college. <laughs> uh, it scared me. Somewhere along the line, the switch flipped. 
And now you can't get me to shut up. So I always, the running joke with people when they say, you want to say a few words? I'm like, okay, I'm a speaker and a podcaster. You have to be very specific because okay. to me, uh, a few words means it's not even a keynote. So be very specific. I like to talk a lot and and I get paid for it. So, um, but I always like giving value, but I've always, I, I, oh man, I'm 54 years young now for at least the last 20 years. I've been married my current wife for 16 years and I've been high energy since I married her. So I just love life. I mean, I really love what I do. <laughs> uh, well, I like that about you. And actually, like I said, I, I enjoyed listening to your podcast because you are very entertaining. And you recently interviewed a fellow vegan by the name of uh, Eric C. Lindstrom, who I follow yep. on uh, social media. So, and you were kind to him. You're really sweet. You said, you know, I'll never go vegan, but <laughs> you know, you, you give people the opportunity to talk about their message. Um, and so, and, and like I said, I've been listening to your shows in general. Let's talk about briefly how you did take an approach of wanting to go kind of vegetarian to increase your productivity. Well, going back to that episode with Eric, um, I wanted to have him on the show because I'm like, okay, this would be kind of fun to have the a guy who was a, a you know a carnivore and now he's a vegan and and I said, no, this is gonna be kind of fun and it was a good conversation, a great conversation. And I remember uh, probably uh, I think it was the third week in November. It was the week before Thanksgiving. My wife walked in the kitchen. I said, I gotta tell you something. She's like, uh oh. I'm like, um, I'm gonna go vegetarian. She goes what? <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, I just want to try it because, you know, I, back in September, I think September, middle of September, I decided I'm only going to drink water as my beverage. No more diet soda, no more orange juice, no more milk, just water. I've been doing that for, you know, many, several months now. And I'm like, I want to see how it feels. Mm -hmm. I, I want to see how it feels because as a productivity guy, I want to find out, okay, if you drink only water, means the body doesn't have to break it down because there's no chemicals in it. The body knows what to do with it and it's less energy. So I'm like, okay, if I don't eat meat, um, is the body going to expend less energy, giving me more energy to be more productive? So I was going to start January 1st, but as my wife knows, my loving wife knows that I, I can't wait. I'm very impatient. So I started uh, the, the last Sunday of November and I went vegetarian for five days. Then I had two pieces of turkey on Thanksgiving. And then I went vegetarian all the way until I had ham on Christmas Day. And then two days after that, I we got a gift card to Olive Garden. Um, and then I had like lasagna there. And then I said, you know what? So I'm going, I'm going all in. I'm going all in on vegetarian. And one of the things that Eric told me is don't think about what you can't have. Think about what you can have. And and I read someplace that we eat mainly our entire lives. We eat the same foods. Mm -hmm. over and, over. and so for me, it was chicken, hot dogs, hamburgers, pizza, you know, the same old thing over and over again. And so what this has forced me to do is step outside my comfort zone. I can still have lasagna. I just can't have meat lasagna. I can still have pizza. I just can't have meat pizza. And, and I'm, you know, I'm learning to, uh, I feel better. I'm learning to try new things. Um, my wife made a vegetarian chili for me a couple of weeks ago and she put garbanzo beans in there. Never had garbanzo beans. They're not my favorite, but you know, I'm trying new things. I am, if you know me, I don't like trying new things. I mean, okay. in terms of food, I am really scared. Uh, my wife got me the thug, thug kitchen cookbook for, for Christmas. And that's, <laughs> that's, that stuff scares me, not just the language, but the, the recipes in there. But you know what? I'm willing to step out and try and, you know, the thing is, if you know, my wife is a carnivore. She, matter of fact, she is like zero carb. All she eats is meat, and all I eat is non meat. So, but the thing is, if I want to cheat, I can still have French fries. Mm -hmm. She can't have anything but meat. So, we're we have this little sometimes heated discussions in our household. I'm like, okay, you can't cheat because you can't, like, if you cheat, you really come off the wagon. I just don't have to have meat. So, I can have pizza, cheese pizza, vegetarian pizza. You can't have pizza at all because you can only have the pepperoni so um it's kind of like i i told her, look let's stop trying to convince each other to eat this lifestyle i chose this lifestyle now i don't think i could ever go vegan but mm -hmm. then again i did tell eric i would not go vegetarian so i'm vegetarian so who knows what's <laughs> going to happen uh i'm just going through life with an open open mind maya and sure. i'm just like who knows what's going to happen i don't know what's going to happen all i know right. is i feel good now right. and if you don't mind me sharing one of the reasons why i a run every day and b 
I started taking care of better care of myself as my mom has got uh, late onset Alzheimer's real bad. And her mother died from Alzheimer's. And so as their only son, I got an opportunity to talk with their neuropsychologist. And I said, I read this article on runnersworld.com. And he goes, I know what you're going to ask me. If you run every day and if you eat better, is there a chance you may never get, um, you know, uh, Alzheimer's? Alzheimer's. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, you're a mind reader. That's very impressive, doctor. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, the answer is yes and no. Um, We've been telling people from the beginning of time, diet and exercise, diet and exercise, diet and exercise. And he goes, was your mother or was your grandmother ever active? And I said, no. I mean, I think mom did a, a week of jazzercise back in the 80s. And back then, they didn't know. Only athletes in high school you know, worked out. Everybody else, they didn't know. Now they know the importance of eating better, of working out. So on August 29, 2017, I decided to start running every day. And I've been running every day since. Um, FedEx is really messing me up today because I would have run by now, but um, I hope I don't have to run in the dark tonight. I'm waiting for the show up. <laughs> but so I run every day, um, eating more greens and you know eating more plant based foods, and I feel great. I mean, I I learn. I felt an immediate um, difference from my runs when I came back. I don't have that long recovery period anymore because all I'm eating now is a lot of plants and fruits and vegetables and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And and so I, I, I the thing that changed me really was the Game Changers movie. Uh, that really, I mean, I bought the movie and my wife's like, oh, this can't be true. And I'm like, I'm like mesmerized by it. I watched it twice already. It's like, you know, it's, it's really powerful because there are a lot of people like Serena Williams is vegan. Mm-hmm. He's kind of a big athlete. I'm just saying, if you've never heard of her, she's pretty big, uh, yes. uh, popular. I think she's like one of the number one or top three female tennis players in the world. And she's vegan. So, you know, I'm, I'm doing, I'm, I'm not going to try to convert, convert anybody else. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. This is what works for me. Right. And, and there are people, you know, we can get into political about, you know, the lobbyists, you know, the sugar lobby and all that stuff. You have to do your own research and you need to follow people who know what they're talking about. And I believe that plants are better for you. And I think we wouldn't have, we, we wouldn't be in the pickle we are in, Maya, if we didn't eat too much processed foods and meat, if we had mostly on our plate you know, plant-based and a little meat. But the problem is people are eating a lot of meat. They're eating McDonald's breakfast, lunch, and dinner and snacks. And we're eating all this processed food. That's where we got ourselves in the problem. And right. I think the best way to fix it, and I'm no doctor, but mm-hmm. when I learned the best way to fix it is start eating more whole foods, more plant-based foods and let your body go and, oh, this is what I want. I want the nutrients and stuff. Right, exactly. I think you, you get it in, in terms of health and nutrition. I mean, most of our sodium and most of our oils and all of that come from the processed foods and eating out, which are, you know, the foods are designed to keep us going back to those restaurants and yeah. uh, fast food places. But also then through all the heating and processing, we destroy the nutrients. So if, if we just have more plant-based foods, just more whole foods, on a regular basis, just add them, then we're adding the antioxidants and all the things that help our body um, fight disease and, and strengthen our immune system. But my, only- favorite li- my favorite mm-hmm. line from the Game Changers is the world's strongest man. Uh, he says, you know, when people ask him, you know, why do you not eat, you know, meat? And he goes, have you ever seen a cow <laughs> eat a steak? Have you ever I seen know. A- and I, and when, I, when he said that, I'm like, oh, yeah. So they're eating the plants. Right. And then you're eating the cow. So why not just eat the plant? I just, I mean, it just made sense sense to me. Right. Skip the middle cow. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, only you know what uh, works for your body and what feels good. Because just like anything else, if I start doing more yoga, I feel way better. I have more mental clarity. I have this inner strength. If I, I'm not a runner, but I love to power walk. And when I'm outdoors, I see the difference between sitting on the couch and getting out and being more active. So it's kind of like the same thing with food. Um, and I wanted to add also that you cover a lot of topics uh, in your podcast that, that I, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to have enough time in my lifetime to listen to all your content because <laughs> you really? have so much. I mean, with all the things I have on my plate, but you've had guests and um, that talk about, and I, I kind of made a little list because I like this. Um, you've covered taking the Sabbath, 
you know, uh, taking a day of rest. You've covered meditation, um, even tips for content creators, which I'll come back to, but um, how to deal with stress, uh, really finding balance in the importance of drinking water, um, how to go to bed, the importance of sleeping. You know, all these topics that you cover are really important for us as well as um, people who endorse lifestyle medicine. Um, do you want to talk about any of those briefly? I mean, there's just so much information that you guys cover. Yeah, I just want to really quick hit on taking the Sabbath. The Sabbath is the biblical concept where you take a day of rest. And mm-hmm. I have been, I did this on a whim on Christmas Day. I told my wife, I'm not going to check social media or email all mm-hmm. of Christmas Day. And on December 26th, I realized the world didn't end. I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool. <laughs> so I, my wife and I go to church on Saturday nights. And I said, you know, Saturdays are going to be the day I don't check social media and I don't check email. And mm-hmm. so far, Maya, the world hasn't ended. And what I use, I use a company called, I use an app called Buffer. So what I do is I schedule all my posts on social media on Friday, and they just post as usual. I just don't engage. And oh. people go, what do you do? Uh, read, spend time with my <laughs> wife. It's amazing when you're not in the phone. It's amazing what you can do. So I think people should do a Sabbath. I think you should, if, you, if, it's, if it's causing you to break out in the cold sweat right now, start an hour. <laughs> Or start with six hours. But I think you should pick a whole day and just say, listen, I'm not going to be on social media or email for a whole day. If you want to go hardcore, no TV, no video games. The world's not going to end. And you're going to find yourself going, oh, my gosh, there's so much more to life than being on the phone or watching TV or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I've been doing it and I, I'm going to continue doing it. I'm trying to get my wife to do it because she's kind of addicted to social media. <laughs> and I remember when there was no social media. <laughs> there's three TV stations. There's ABC, CBS, NBC, and then there's PBS. Yeah. And if the president was on, you were out of luck because he's on all the channels. So we found things to do, and people are amazed. I'm amazed by people saying, well, I got my kid has to have a cell phone because what if I get a hold, have to get a hold of them? Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents called the school office. They had a little – the student come down to the, the classroom. You probably remember this. They'd get you out of class. you walk down to the office and talk to your mom. But apparently that's too good for people now. Now they want to be able to text their kids. And, and I'm sorry, I, I, you know, maybe it's my age, but I'm like, you don't need to be on your cell phone. It's, I, I always say technology is a blessing and a curse. We are becoming so obsessed with these things that when Instagram goes down or Twitter goes down, people lose their minds. It's like, but – what did you do when there was no Twitter or where there was no internet? You went outside and played. And so that's just my take on it. I, I don't, I'm not going to tell people give up social media or email or your phones. I'm just saying, take a rest, take, pick a day and just say, look, it, I'm not going to do anything. Spend more time with your family and friends, go to a museum, go to a library, read a book. There's other things you can do. The life should not revolve around your technology. I agree. And, you know, I miss those days, too. I remember those days where you would go out to eat and you would actually talk to the person in front of you. You know, (laughs) It's not like you ever held a newspaper in front of your face while you're sitting with your mom or your dad or whoever. It's not like you pulled out a book and started reading or even a magazine. It was more like, yeah, let's chat. Let's catch up what's going on with you. But I miss those days of spending quality time with one another. What Um, I do with my wife when we go out to dinner, I tell her, I said, look, it phone's down. Okay, yep. I'm married to you. Married me because you think I'm devastatingly handsome. Okay, <laughs> look into my eyes. You could check the you could check the stuff later. And she she's like, reach, honey, come on, we're yeah. not gonna be here for ten days, okay? And and it's so tough because you go with other people. I'm like, what is that important? We're gonna be at dinner for an hour. There's nothing. You don't need to know what's happening right now. I remember when you had to wait until the evening news or the morning paper to find out what's going on. So the point is. When you're with somebody, look them in the eye. Okay? Look them in the eye. I if I have a rule now, Maya, if if you and I are talking and you pull out your phone and you look at your phone, I stop talking. Literally in the middle of a sentence. And what's happening, you're like tap, 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 tap. Like they look up like what's the matter? Like, if you're not looking at me, I'm not talking to you. It's just like the same thing if like someone's got their radio in their car too loud, I will purposely go talk really low. So they had to turn the radio down. I, I just, <laughs> if I'm right there in front of you, mm-hmm. I think it's rude for people to be on their phones. I agree. Now, the exception is I'm a big proponent of not trusting our brains. And I think if you have an idea, if you're at lunch with someone and they prompt you, oh, I got a great idea. Okay. 
mm-hmm. it, what you should do is say, oh, excuse me, Maya. Um, uh, well, you wouldn't say Maya because that's your name. Let's say you're having, <laughs> you're having lunch. That'd be kind of weird if you're having lunch yourself. Uh, let's say you're having lunch with your husband. What's your husband's name? Mm-hmm. What, what's your oh, husband's I'm name? sorry, uh, Rizwan. <laughs> Rizwan. So you say, okay, excuse me, Rizwan. Uh, you just said something. Remind me something. Is it okay if I if I make a note in my phone? And they'll say yes. And then you make a note in your phone. But that's all you do. You don't sneak a check at Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or email or text messaging. You go to the old notes app. You say type, 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 save. Then you put your attention back to who you're, whoever you're with. Okay. Mm-hmm. What people are doing is they're like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And they're, they're, not even, they're not engaged. And so sometimes if I'm in a, a strange mood, I'll, and I know they're not paying attention and said, yeah, I'm going to kill your mother. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chop her body up. And like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And they're, like, they're not even listening to me. I'm like, are you serious right now? You're not even paying attention. Right. It's like, that is so, dis- that is, to me, that is so disturbing. And I yeah. think it's a lack of respect when people can't focus and give you attention. Okay. So what's in your phone, what you're reading on Facebook is more important than me being here right now. And I think it's disrespectful. Well, and I find it interesting. I think younger people do this, but when they, you know, meet up with a friend to have coffee or lunch or whatever, and then they're busy texting the other person that didn't join them, (laughs) you know, like someone else that is not in the picture. I always find that to be very interesting. But, you know, these kind of points of, uh, you know, uh, quality time, putting relationships first, eating well, all of that really falls under um, this other kind of concept of the blue zones, which I don't know if you've ever heard of. But I heard of them, but I'm not familiar with them. They're just areas in the world that have been identified um, as having longer lived people. So, oh, yes. Uh, okay. Yes. Yeah, centenarians and, and, and people with longevity, but they're not only living longer, they're re- reaching 100 years old or more without disease um, and with improved, you know, still having quality of life. And what they have found is there are certain components that keep these people living longer and healthier and relationships is one of them. And also kind of sort of like taking a Sabbath or finding, um, you know, like a spiritual practice and, and taking the time, the time off their regular schedule to be with other people and to Mm -hmm. do things that, um, that they enjoy. So we kind of try to model ourselves after that. It's like, what component do we need to work on? And I say we, as in my husband and I, it's like, what area do we need to work on? Do we need to spend more quality time because we've been spending too much time working and creating other activities for other people? So I definitely understand what you're saying. When it comes to spending time with loved ones, it's like, I want their attention. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I'll go somewhere else, you know, in terms of looking for quality time. It's, it's amazing. Uh, last, or this, you know, no, we're in 2020 now. In uh-huh. April of 2019, my wife and I went to see my favorite band in the entire world at the Toyota Center here in Houston, Hillsong United. And I'm amazed the number of people were streaming it live or taking pictures. You're there. <laughs> Be in the moment, okay? Because whatever you're capturing on your phone is not going to be good as if you're fully present. Now, I did take a couple pictures, but then I probably, I took like maybe seven pictures the whole night. I wanted to be uh-huh. in the present moment. And, and, and you see this at concerts, you see this at, you know, seminars. People are not engaged. They're, they're uh-huh. taking pictures and they're, they're posting things on Twitter. I'm like, if that's your thing, fine. But uh-huh. you cannot be listening and be typing and be fully engaged. Okay. Right. Something's going to fall off. And I'm like, you know what, what I started doing is, you know, cause I run every day, I take a picture for Instagram, but I don't post it until I get home. Mm-hmm. So I take the quick picture and then I finish my run. And when I get home, I post it. I don't need to post it. No one needs, no one cares. That I want running at two forty-five or at three Oh five. They don't care. They just see a picture of me. They're not going to, Oh, is this live? No one cares. Cause they didn't watch it the moment you posted it. And I think, I think one of the problems is we think we are more important than we actually are. We're not that important. I got news for people. It's going to shatter some illusions of your listeners, but we're not that important. Okay. <laughs> we need to realize that we're just a part of the puzzle that makes this planet of ours. Mm, yes, definitely. So let's talk about your coaching programs also. Um, do you work with people one-on-one or with groups? How does that look? What does that look like? Well, I have one-on-one coaching mm-hmm. and I also am beginning to transition out of speaking. And you know, I, you mentioned my, my two books, 
I'm really, those are kind of outdated books. Well, the, the information is still good, but I don't even talk about them anymore because mm-hmm. I'm trying to uh, create online training because I want to be able to help one to many. And mm-hmm. so I will reach, I will deal with people who are, um, you know, who I want one-to-one intention. And I, I didn't realize I would be part therapist, but I am part therapist apparently. Um, yes. <laughs> as, you know, I, I talk about productivity, not performance, but I had a guy this morning and he he had uh, some questions about how to do his presentation because he has to give the presentation and because I'm a speaker, I helped him. So I do keep an open mind on that, but I, I love coaching people. I love speaking. I just, I don't like driving to the airport, going to security, walking to the gate because well, the name like Strzeczewski, they see my name like, okay, we're going to put the plane the farthest gate from the entrance <laughs> of the airport. And when I land, the whole airport could be empty and they'll put me the land at the, the farthest gate. So I feel sorry for people fly with me. It's just everything that happens. I mean, I right. love speaking, but there's a lot. You're only on stage for 60 to 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. All the other stuff you have to do, the hotel and the shuttle, it's just, oh my gosh, it's just living out of suitcase. So that really doesn't appeal to me, although I do speak. But I'm trying to speak less and trying to do more online training. So this year, I'm really trying to ramp up my online training because I want to create a monthly subscription where you pay a certain fee and then you'll either get live training or a course every month. That's something I modeled after Brendan Burchard, something I really want to do. That way, people can like watch the course any hour of the day. They don't have to show up for live training. They mm-hmm. can miss the live training and get to watch the replay or something like that. So I really am always trying to find new ways of how I can serve people and help people be more productive versions of themselves. Right. And that's actually, that is falls along the lines of being productive yourself instead of being spread thin and pulled all over the place by having several speaking engagements here and there. You're in one place and you, you build your product and it's available. You don't have to repeat it and repeat it, right? Yeah. Like I created last year in 2019, I created my first course called the basics of productivity. And you know, we're, we're, we're our own worst critic. You know, Mm -hmm. I looked at the course, Oh man, you know, I could have done better. And so one of the things I learned was you get a couple people go through the course in exchange for, you know, paying, they would write me an honest testimonial. And everyone went through the course said, this course is phenomenal. Your, your energy is so infectious. And so I do have that course called The Basics of Productivity on my course. <laughs> See, I talk too fast. The Basics of Productivity course on my website. It's only $97, lifetime access. I'm looking to you know, improve it. And so you get lifetime access to it. Um, and I just, people have gone through it and they love it. And, but I'm my own worst credit. I could have done this better, could have done this better. You know, and my wife told me, she goes, I know you're trying to you know, model Brendan Burchard. But he's worth over $700 million. You're not. So you're doing the best you can. And I was trying to produce content at his level. He's uh-huh. been doing it for 20 years. He's mm-hmm. got hundreds of millions of dollars. I don't. So I'm, you know, people, the main thing is people went to the course. They love the course. And mm-hmm. I got to stop listening to my inner critic and start mm-hmm. listening to people who went to the course and go, wow, this guy's really got a lot of knowledge. Right. Well, I definitely think you do. That's why I'm listening to your shows because they're very interesting and uh, you're a great host as well. Do you, are you active on your blog? Cause you have a, you have a blog as well on your website. Mainly the stuff on my blog is the, the podcast episodes, but I know no one listens to the podcast episodes, but I'm trying to do a couple of new things there. Um, I do a video podcast every Wednesday and I do a video podcast. So I, I record the video, I strip off the audio that becomes my podcast. I put the audio, the video on YouTube and my website. And then I also when I start doing the transcription service, but every once in a while, because it is my blog, I'll just like be in the mood to write and I'll just write and I'll just publish. Uh, Mm -hmm. Not on the day a podcast comes out, but you know, that's the benefit when you have your own blog, you can say, you know what? I feel like writing. I will write and I'll just publish it because (laughs) it doesn't need to be perfect. So many people are striving for perfection. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about perfection. People want you to help them. No one's going to say, well, Maya's really got a lot of stuff. Oh, she misspelled the word here. Oh, she's no, they don't. We think that. Mm-hmm. Other people don't think that. And so I, my plea to everyone listening to this episode is if you got a gift in your heart that you feel you are meant to share with this in the world, if you don't share it, you are robbing the world of your gift. I learned that from Marie Folio. I don't, I've never met her, but that's mm-hmm. one of the things she said. 
you have got to share your gift. Everyone's got a gift in this world. And if you don't share it, I think you're being rude and you're stealing from the world because we need your gift. So I don't care what that is, YouTube, a podcast, a blog, or you know, your own coaching business. I don't care what it is. If you feel called to do something, keep your day job. I'm not saying quit your day job without any income, but start working on the side because you don't work 160 hours a week. Mm-hmm. So you got the weekends, you got after work, try to build your side hustle because I believe everyone's put here for a reason. Yeah, definitely. And um, actually, let's go ahead and share that information on how people can, um, I, I mean, I have it with the website and your podcast. If people want to learn more about your coaching or your future online coaching and as well as listening to your podcast. Well, thank you. Well, I made it really easy for people because for reasons beyond my comprehension, people can't find markstuchewski.com. I don't know why. I mean, I knew how to spell my name since I was three years old. I thought my nursery school teacher was an idiot because she couldn't spell my name, but I digress. So I was kind to everyone and went out and got the domain mrproductivity.com. Mr. is all spelled out. So when you go to mrproductivity.com, you are transported to markstuchewski.com. You're welcome. There you can find, you can join my seven-day productivity challenge, which you alluded to earlier. The uh, that You just give me two minutes a day for a whole week, and I give you solid strategies on how you can become more productive. Okay, All you have to do is read the email and say, okay, I can do it. And the first couple of days, I got an email from someone today. The first couple of days, they say it was really easy. Okay, now the third day, I'm like, oh, this is going to be difficult. I said, well, you can do it. And that's another thing. I really reply to everybody I can. So you get the seven-day productivity challenge there. You can also find out my podcast. You can find out about my basics of productivity course. You can find out about my coaching. You can find out where I am on social media at the bottom of my page, my blog. Everything you want to find out about me is at mrproductivity.com. Oh, wonderful. And also, if you had to give somebody right now, they're in front of you, and a five-minute kind of a little lecture or talk about how they can be productive, what would you tell them? My biggest tip, two, two tips actually, always tell your time where to go instead of wondering where it went. Take the time to plan your day. Not mm-hmm. in your head, not like, okay, I'm going to work on these things. No, you actually sit down and you plan your day. Mm-hmm. I had a client once and she did a lot of writing. And so I tried to get her on a schedule and she would schedule an hour for writing and she kept running out of time. I'm like, how long does it take you to write? I don't know. And so she actually tracked her time. It took her two and a half hours. I'm like, okay, well, you can't do two and a half hours of work in an hour. And so once she started allocating two and a half hours on her schedule for writing, guess what? She had plenty of time. So take the time. I don't care if you have a full-time job, if you have a family, take the time to sit down and go, okay, what do I want to do tomorrow for this week? Have a general idea. Mm -hmm. Be proactive, not reactive. And the second thing is, for goodness sakes, we all know what a diet cleanse is. You know, you need to do a notification cleanse. You need to look at all your devices and you need to go turn off 99% of your notifications. Okay. Because they're going off all the time. Now, Mm -hmm. do you need to be alerted every time you get a Facebook post tagged in? No. Uh, I don't have email turned on. I don't have social media turned on. Here's the notifications I have turned on. I have text messaging turned on. I have weather apps turned on because it's kind of nice to know if you've got a tornado coming to your house. I have calendar and to-do lists and I have my credit card apps turned on. So if if I'm talking to you now and all of a sudden my phone says your card was just used in Dubai, uh, we have a problem. So, (laughs) but I have like 112 apps on my phone. I probably have notifications turned on for seven of them. Okay. When I... When I order something from Amazon, then I go in and I turn on Amazon's notifications. Once the package arrives, I turn off the notifications. See, people are amazed you can do this. Mm -hmm. So if you have nothing on order, nothing's on the way from Amazon, go turn those notifications off. Mm -hmm. And then when you order something, go turn them on. Well, you know what? I like the points that you're, what you just said, because I actually did two things. I would say taking away that distraction and also the stress of it. So I did what you did. I did a notification cleanse. Uh, 
And then I also went and I unsubscribed to a bunch of email uh, newsletters and things like that. <laughs> I do not need, I also don't need to know that White House black market is having a sale every day. You know, it's like, I don't care. Please leave me alone. Like just because I purchased something doesn't mean I always want you to tell me. So I did that. And then you talked about apps. I also did kind of an app cleanse. And this all came about when I um, did the Marie Kondo uh a program, I don't know if you're familiar with her, Marie Kondo or Mari method, which is really of simplifying your entire life. And you begin mm-hmm. with books and clothes and just let you go through various areas of your life. And I decided that my phone was stressing me a lot. I had too many apps, apps that I don't even use. And then of course, like I did the notification cleanse and then I unsubscribed. And, uh, and the next thing I need to target are photographs on my devices that I just no longer need to have on my devices. They need to be in the hard drive or just gone. Because, <laughs> you know, the, the three <laughs> photos that didn't work, it's like, why have I not deleted those? You mm. know, so yeah. I like those tips that you're giving. Also, there was something else that really struck me about you when I uh, when we were initially emailing each other and trying to schedule the interview. You said, do you have something like a Calendly? I don't know how you pronounce it, but Calendly, the calendar. Calendly. Calendly. Yeah. And when you said that, I said, oh, my goodness, thank God I do have one. (laughs) But it has (laughs) simplified my life as well. Do you want to kind of explain what that is? Yeah, Calendly is a really cool device. And there's lots of scheduling tools out there. I love Mm -hmm. Calendly. I I pay $144 for the month, for the year, I mean, and I get all the features. It's incredible because, like, I've got coaching clients, uh, 30 and 60 minutes. I've got... Uh, podcast pre-interviews. I've got the actual podcast interview. And, and and so when someone says, I want to be on your show, I send them that link. They schedule themselves. They pop up on my schedule and I don't have to do anything. I just say, okay, Maya schedules herself on my, on my calendar. We'll have an interview. And it takes out the, okay, you uh, Tuesday at two, Wednesday at four, uh, Thursday at nine, back and forth, back and forth. It just eliminates all that. And so Calendly's got a free platform. So if you want one event, it's free. But if you're mm-hmm. like me and I've got um, nine events and you pay a little more money for that, either pay $96 a year for the premium or $144 for the pro. And I, I love them. $144 a year is not that bad. Mine, the pro integrates with HubSpot, which I use for my CRM. It also mm-hmm. sends text messages, reminders to my guests and, and clients, which is really nice. And so I absolutely adore them. Yeah. And not only that, like what I really liked about it is what you touched on already, which is planning out your time. So when I started to do this four weeks in advance or six weeks in advance on that um, software program or website, it's like I was able to block out which days and times are the most convenient for me to do podcasts. And I know from life that Mondays are never a good day because Mondays I'm usually trying to get started on something new or catch up from the weekend. (laughs) So it's like, I don't like interviewing on Mondays, but I, so I have my days that are the most convenient and those are now set aside the days and the times for podcasting. But then I have other things that I do. And so then I can do 30 minute segments for those things or other. So that's a great tool to use as well. And then you mentioned, of course, Buffer. And those are um, Buffer you use for delaying or posting your um, Instagram posts without because you set them on a timer, you said, or automatic. Yeah, so I have yeah. a schedule of two times a day for Instagram, one time a day for LinkedIn, four uh, four times a day for Twitter, and so I just keep it full. I'm on the play, pay, I'm on the free plan. You get yeah. ten three accounts, ten posts for each account, and you know it's it's really cool because I can keep stay active on social media, but I really need to be doing things like podcast interviews on my show, on shows like yours. I need mm-hmm. to be helping clients, and so this keeps my presence on social media. Mm-hmm. serving people, but then I'm also able to do other stuff. So I'm a big fan of automation. We didn't really talk about the um, outsource, delegate, automate, and eliminate the, the O-Day principle I talked about, but people okay. really need to get in. So you want me to get in? I can jump in there. Yes, please. Know. Yes. Okay. So I have an O-Day con- uh, concept, which is O for is outsource, D for delegate, A for automate, and E eliminate. So here's how it works. You carry a notebook with you, and I really recommend you get a notebook, not an app on your phone, and you write down everything you do for your business throughout your day. Now, you don't Mm -hmm. judge. You just write, kind of like if you're tracking your calories and you eat 47 Oreo cookies. If you don't put 47 Oreo cookies in the app, it can't really help you. And so 
So you do this for two days. Why two days? Because you're probably, probably two days not the same. At the end of two days, you put your list aside, pretend it didn't exist. On the fourth day, you pull your list out, you schedule an hour, and you go through there and go, okay, what can be outsourced? Anything you identify that can be outsourced, you actually outsource it. What can be delegated? Anything can be out delegated, you delegate it. My favorite letter we'll get to in a minute, automate. We're in 2020. What can be automated? Okay. Automate that stuff. And my favorite letter is E, eliminate it. What are you doing that doesn't need to be done anymore? What are you Ooh. doing that you've always done, but it doesn't serve you? So get rid of that stuff. Just get yeah. rid of that and it'll better, it'll better serve you. Do you have an example of something that we still kind of, some people do that can be eliminated already? I can't think of anything right now. Oh yeah. Well, you already alluded to it. Uh, the emails. Okay. Oh, get rid okay. of those emails, get the email subscription. Uh, you know, do you really need to have Netflix, Hulu, Disney plus Amazon prime video? I mean, do you need all this stuff? You need to take a look at your life and find out, okay, you know, what, what can I do without a, you know, Someone says, well, the example I give all the time when I speak is like, let's say you got to create a spreadsheet for work, okay? Mm -hmm. But you hate spreadsheets. But Sally down the hall lives, breathes, and dreams spreadsheets. If you went to Sally and says, Sally, I have a question for you. I've got the spreadsheet. I had to, I'll, she'll be like, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. She'll be like, it's so excited like I am right now because she loves spreadsheets. So if you need to do something but you're not good at it, well, then outsource it or delegate it. A lot of people think, well, I got to do it because I'm the leader. No, you can't yeah. do everything. Go find someone who's really good at that. Well, that's the hardest part about being a leader, though, the, wanting the control of everything and delegating, you know. Yes. I, but I guess that's why some people need the training and the guidance to know exactly how to do that. <laughs> yes. Okay, awesome. You've given me so many great tips. Is there anything else that you'd like to add? Uh, no, I just want people to reach out to me and say hello. Um, I'm really serious about that because so many people go, oh, he won't want to hear from me. Yes, I do. Don't send me you know, MLM you know, links or some of that. But if you, I, I want to hear from you. I truly and honestly want to hear from you. So go to MrProductivity.com and hook up with me on social media and say hi. Say, I liked your episode. I, I like talking to people. So many people go, oh, everyone's reaching out to me. Even if they are, have I heard from you? Probably not. So reach out to me, say hello. I want to get to know everybody. I, one of my goals is what um, Gary Vaynerchuk has, not to swear every day, but he wants to meet every person on this planet. I want to meet everybody. So reach out and say hi. I really want to hear from you. Thank you so much, Mr. Productivity, Mark Struczewski. Did I say that? Very good. Very good. <laughs> Yay. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure having you on our show. I can't wait to hear what the listeners have to say about this because this is good information. And then, of course, I recommend everybody listen to your podcast. And then, of course, you have videos on your YouTube channel as well. Yes. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It was an honor to serve both you and your audience. Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Have a great productive day. <laughs> Thank you, too. <laughs> Thank you. You've been listening to the Plant-Based DFW podcast show. If you like our content, please like, share, and leave a review. Our goal is to provide quality episodes to help support the community.